Hello, fellow anglers. This is episode three of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman. And I'm Matt Dage. And uh, first and foremost, we'd like to apologize for last week's episode. We noticed after we published it that the levels were a little off. Uh, Matt was pretty loud. I was pretty soft. That night we started off and we could not get our microphones going and we tinkered around with them for two hours and finally they decided that they were going to work. We decided, yep, let's start recording and we really didn't pay close enough attention to where our levels were. Uh, Apologize for that, but hopefully this week we've got it figured out and yeah, hopefully. hopefully I think we got it figured out. I think that you went went to work and got it done i think that we should be loud and clear now yeah most most people think that get confused because usually they think you're the loud one and i'm the quiet one that's why people are probably the most confused that is true that is true i i mean and everyone knows that we're both computer nerds oh definitely tech savvy yeah we're good at computers we're decent at fishing and uh yeah so we're pretty darn good looking too that yeah that's that's one of both of our strong suits uh, we're going to start off today's show talking about the Shields Ice Expo at uh, Sioux Falls Shields last weekend. Me, Matt, uh, our friend Dusty, and the Mamba, my, my my friend or my son Grady, we got to uh, get up there. And Matt, uh, what what were some of your favorite things up there? I think just uh, seeing the good deals that were up there. I mean, all the way from simple the jigs, the terminal tackle, all the way up to that great deals on augers, shacks. I mean, and just getting to see some of the you know the professionals you could say uh, in the industry that were there speaking it's kind of fun you know talking to jason mitchell uh, we were able to talk to marcus Quam, who was able to that gave us reports in the past so i mean it, it's just fun to kind of see a lot of those guys and just get talking to them yep i was really uh, one thing that i i want to say is how approachable a lot of these guys are you know oh definitely I mean, they're just regular guys that want to talk fishing. I mean, me and Grady walked right up to Jason Mitchell and, I mean, talked talked about fishing. He's been fishing for a month already. He signed a rod for Grady. And, yeah, I just, I, I really, I can't stress enough at just how approachable he was and, you know, how, how genuine and nice of a guy he, he really was. You know, most, most of those guys are that way. I mean, you can go up to him have a conversation with them i mean their passion is fishing just like our passion is fishing we have that in common you start talking about it next thing you know you've talked to them for 10 15 minutes yep and yeah it's never be intimidated by going up there and talking to some of those guys right uh did you did you take anything home with you that day uh, i did buy a couple of new uh, 13 fishing rods that you know looking forward to use one that is a pretty similar to the one I already have, but I like it so much I figured I better have another one. Uh, I got some new Northland jigs, uh, you know, the Rattlespoons, can never go wrong with those. A few Tungsten jigs as well. Yeah, that was kind of the majority of what I got. What about yourself? Um, well, we picked up that rod that uh, we had Jason sign uh, for Grady. Um, that was a Jason Mitchell clam rod. Um, I don't even know the model on it. It was the cheapest one, and it said Jason Mitchell on it. So I, thought, I think hey. it was one of his, like, the long, like, the 34-inch dead dead meat stick, I think is yep. what they call it now. Yep, I think you're right on that. And uh, I got a new rod coming from Glacial Lakes uh, up there, Jim Gerard making for me. And uh, I got a 13 Wicked Ice reel that I'm 
going to be putting on that when I get it. And I really like those Wicked Ice Reels. Got the long stem the on The long them. stem. I like the long stem. I was just actually talking to my dad and my brother Mike about this yesterday. It's, it's so nice because it fits right into your hand. Even when you have like a glove on. That's where I like it the most. You can be outside hole hopping. And if it's a colder day and you got your gloves on, it's not impeding like your reeling and all that stuff. And I really, really like that long stem reel. Yeah, I had originally picked up a clam reel because it was what I thought was a decent price. And yeah, then I looked over in that 13 one and, and not taking anything away from the clam, but the 13 seemed lighter in the package. And uh, uh, yeah, I just, I like that long stem. So that's the one that I decided to go with. Um, speaking of shields and, and any bait shop, uh, one of the things, well, did you have anything that you wanted to add to the Shields Ice Expo? Or? No, it was a good time. Had, it was had, a good time. It was. You know, had fun. It's fun seeing Grady walking around. Like, the amount of people that had kids there, I think that yeah, was pretty cool. There was a lot of kids. I mean, so that's neat to see everybody getting the next generation involved in some way. Yep. Uh, next thing that we're going to move to is uh, with Christmas right around the corner, um, we decided that we would uh, put together... Um, each of us came up with three things under $50 and then one big big ticket item uh, that if you have an ice fisherman on your list, these are things that, you know, you can buy them and, you know, they're not going to break the bank. They're, they're good quality items and, you know, yeah. Just things that, you know, sometimes might be overlooked, things that have kind of piqued our interest this winter, you know, so to say, you know, yeah, it is right around the corner and, you know, the inner Clark Griswold and all of us is getting all set. Yeah, you've had all your Christmas shopping done since, since September, right, Matt? Yep, I get it done early, and to, you know, avoid the crowds. You know, I'm just yeah. not a big crowd person. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I like getting out there. You know, I especially love Black Friday shopping. I think ooh, that's like my ooh. passion besides fishing. If, if I had to go on a scale, I think that Black Friday shopping would be right behind fishing. Yeah. Did you go Black Friday uh, shopping for pheasants this year? Uh, no, I didn't, but I did go and I do go Black Friday shopping for dog food. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I do get on Black Friday. Nice. So, Matt, you want to start us off with uh, what you have for the under $50 items? Yeah, I, I kind of ranked them as kind of like one through three here. Um, I guess one thing that's kind of intrigued me this year that i've seen is the ifish pro tip up i oh, see yeah. a lot of you know people starting to run that it, it's kind of what it is is it's not like a traditional tip up that we know of that you put it down the put the tip up down the ice hole and it's got like a little spool reel on it and you string out you, you know you put a sucker on there or a minnow or something like that and you put it out and the flight comes up and you run over there and you got to hand reel it in you basically what it is is kind of a tip up that you set and it's basically like a big strike indicator is what it is you just take a regular one of your regular fishing rods you set it up and there's kind of like a rod holder bite strike indicator in one and there's like a clip that you put on to your line and then when it starts taking line all of a sudden the flag comes up it's open bail so it's free spool the fish can take the line that it needs and you just run over there and move everything out of your way and you know tighten it up feel the fish set the hook now you're fighting it on a regular rod yep. which is a lot easier to do than hand reeling it in well and half the fun of catching a fish is the fight on a rod oh that, def that drag i mean you, you just can't go wrong with that old drag screaming yep um another thing i think that it's overlooked not only you know we're talking about we're not just talking about for ice fishermen some of these gifts 
I think that thing that gets overlooked this time of year is you know, your summer equipment. Yep, yep, definitely. I mean, and a lot probably of probably better deals on it right now. Oh, too. huge deals. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When we were at Shields this last week, and for a little while, I went over into the open water section, had the aisles to myself. They had some fishing rods on sale, normally $180 for like $74. So I mean, if you're looking in, looking to get into a, a high-end rod, now's the time really to buy one because they do have super awesome deals on them. You know, and people always think, they think that everybody's always, all oh, these guys are using these high-end rods and stuff like that. No, not, fish with what you can afford. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I always say. If, if you can afford it, then get it. But, I mean, yeah, now's the time of year to get that summer fishing because a lot of it's on clearance out. They're trying to make some room for next year's inventory. And, you know, now's the time to do it. I mean, Rapala's a guy can never have enough crankbaits. Oh, no. I mean, and as far as that goes, we talked about this before. You and I have uh, colors, you know. Oh, what colors do I get them? Any color. <laughs> I mean, and if, you, if you're worried that, oh, they already got that color. Believe me, they want more of that color. Yep, there's a reason that they got that color because yep. they like that color. Yeah, you can't, you really can't go wrong with your old standards, Fire Tiger, and things like that. I mean, if you're ever confused, just, yeah, get them some Fire Tiger. You ever heard a guy say, Golly, I got too many Fire Tiger Rapalas? Nope. <laughs> All right, the next one, and you know, and the last one too is, um, you know, you don't necessarily think about it sometimes either, is, is a fishing license. Yeah. Buy yep. somebody a fishing license. I mean, that's a great gift. Um, here in Iowa, a resident, uh, an annual resident fishing license is $19 a year. I think is what it was this year. I don't think it's going to... I've heard things like prices might go up, yeah. but that's about every year. You, every few years, it seems like a license goes up. Yeah, you're going to be in that $20 ballpark. Yep. Yeah. And then as far as a non-resident goes, it's $41. Um, Minnesota, a resident annual license is 25 Non-resident is $51. Uh, South Dakota is $28 for residents. Non-residents is like 67 And then North Dakota, resident license, I think it's like right around that $17 range. And non-residents, that $47 range. So, I mean, if you have somebody on your list that, you know, enjoys fishing, you know, buy them a license. Yep. Yeah, I, I haven't got any uh, 2019 licenses yet, so if anyone wants to spend a little extra money on uh, me and Matt this year, we'll, well take yeah. a couple fishing licenses. And, you know, and, the, and the thing about it is, too, is some of these licenses are ending pretty soon. Right. Like yeah, the Iowa, 2018. January 15, I believe. It's like right in there is when it goes. So, I mean, the worst thing is, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you're sitting there the night before you're going to go fishing, and it's like, oh, I don't have my license. It expired today. So now you got to get a new one. I mean, and the nice thing now is that you can get them online. So if you've got a printer at home or something like that, you can print it right out. A lot of states allow you, if you have a smartphone, just to take a screenshot. And, I mean, you can show that to the conservation officer as well. So, you know, that's probably my one of my top three as far as those things go. How about yours? Um Actually, on my Christmas list this year, I uh, the Clam Soft Plastics Folder. Um, it's uh, basically a two-ring binder, and it comes with eight PVC sheets, four pockets per sheet, so a total of 32 uh, plastics packages can be fit in there. And, uh, you know, for me, you know, I, I don't fish a ton with plastics, but I've been trying to get into it uh, the last, you know, 
year or two. Um, it seems like all my jigs, all my plastics, I don't ever actually put them in the case. They end up, you know, in the pockets of my, yeah, of my coat and, you know, the bottom of my shack, whatever. And I just, I really feel like, you know, hopefully if I get something like that, that I can stay a little bit more organized. Um, that retails for $19.99. Um, you might be able to find it on sale somewhere, you know, at these ice expos. I didn't look for it. I know that I already told someone in my family, uh, that that's what I wanted. I'm hoping, planning on uh, that that's something that I'll be getting come Christmas. And yeah, I can't wait to put my plastics in there. Uh, the other thing that I've got on there, uh, Vexlar Glow Ring. Um, they're a neat little light. Uh, they double as a rod holder. It's a, it's a round deal that uh, has UV LED lights inside of it. And uh, for these jigs that have uh, glow glow paint on them yeah they yeah. have that uv paint yeah yep you you drop it in there and it says that it fully charges it in one second um these things connect to a vexar battery or if you have an extra battery you know that you take along with you to run lights or whatever they come with alligator clips and uh yeah they're 29.99 and i think i i'm really impressed i i think that that's going to be a neat little deal for 29.99 um Another thing that I got on there is the Bait Up Personal Carry Live Bait Container. Um, neat little container, uh, plastic, see-through deal. It's got lids on each side of the cylinder, and then it's got a floating basket inside of it. You fill it up with your minnows, and you tip it upside down. The basket floats to the top, and you can easily grab your minnows. You don't got to go chasing around for them in your cup, um, you know, for, for us, you know, we normally go out there with a small cooler full of minnows and you can fill this, fill this thing up with the minnows that you're going to need for a little while, go to your shack and yeah, it, I, I think it's going to be a, a neat little thing. Uh, you don't got to reach into the water, get your hand wet and yeah, I, I think for what it is, it's a neat little contraption. Um, the yeah, it 20, does look pretty cool. I mean, nothing worse than wet hands when you're out there just from always reaching in to get minnows i mean it's one thing if you're always catching fish and your hands are getting cold you can sustain that. oh yeah but it's just when you're sitting in there it's just little things like that that people don't think about yeah i think uh last year i was up on lake Ponset and uh one of the guys who we were with had one and then i think my brother bought one last year and i just yeah i saw him i thought wow those things are cool and i haven't bit the bullet and bought one yet um they have a Two different sizes, a 20 and a 35, and I don't know if that means 20 small minnows and 35 small minnows, but they're $19.99 for the 20 and $24.99 for the 35, so, you know, not something that's going to break the bank, uh, you know, if if, uh, if you're a person that fishes with minnows quite often, pretty, pretty cool little deal. Um, and now we each got one... Big one like yeah item. bigger one you know right around that hundred dollars or more range i mean for some people they might not think oh that's a big ticket item you know a hundred dollars isn't that much well it is i mean when you're talking about equipment and stuff like that um i guess mine that i would kind of think is uh all these new lithium batteries is kind of like the new thing every a lot of people are going for um you can get like these dakota lithium batteries it's a 12 volt battery that a lot of people are using to run their Vexlar or Markham 
or they're hummingbirds and stuff like that. They're electronics. They're flashers and sonar units. Uh, it's 60% lighter than a regular 12-volt battery, which, I mean, a couple pounds difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're hole hopping all day long, I mean, it makes a huge difference as far as fatigue goes as the day goes. Um, it lasts a lot longer. Um, you can get a lot more time on charges. A lot of people, kind of the new craze lately, the last few years, seems to be like power boxes. Yep, yep. You know, people are starting to have these power boxes where they have USB ports in them. They have, like, LED lights on them. I mean, you can plug all kinds of different things into them. And if you can have a lithium battery that you can run more things off of and it lasts longer, it kind of seems like the way to go. And those are right around $100, like $99, I think, is what you can get one of those for. Yep. Is it, are those lithium batteries, they're supposed to do better in the cold, too, correct? Yep, yep, yep. I believe so. Yep. Yeah, they're they're cool. I'd, some, I'll, I'll probably invest in one at some point. Yeah, uh, same here. Uh, my big ticket item, uh, nothing worse than cold feet. Ugh, and, nothing. uh, yeah, lacrosse came out with a new set of boots called the Aero insulator. They're two and a half pounds per boot. They're good down to negative 60 and up to 32 degrees waterproof. Um, if you've ever owned lacrosse boots, you know, the quality They're I uh, love my lacrosse. They're, they're about as good as what you can get. I've, I've made the mistake of buying different brands of rubber boots and and i won't say that all different brands of rubber boots are bad but i mean lacrosses are good i had a chance to try them on they're they're on my christmas list this year and i believe i'm gonna be getting those also uh i tried them on up at shields and god they i mean that for for as big of a boot and the insulation that they got in them i was really pretty impressed with you know the weight of them and and comfortable yeah, yeah they're good they were good boots um, that's kind of the thing that you've seen the last few years too, is a lot of these companies are starting to make products related to ice fishing. Yep. It always used to be, you know, you just wear your insulated hunting boots as your ice fishing boots. And now I'm starting, you're starting to see that trend of where some of these companies are saying, Hey, let's make one specific for ice fishing, maybe a little thicker sole so that you're up off the ice a little bit more, a little bit more insulation in there and stuff like that. And, you know, you talk about cold feet. Yeah, there is nothing worse. Yep. I mean, and I think one common mistake a lot of people make as far as cold feet goes is they wear too much so- too many socks. Yep. I mean, I think uh, we kind of have this old thinking that, oh, the more socks I put on, the warmer my foot's going to be when actually it cuts the restriction, the blood flow restriction off to your feet and it kind of works against you. So if you can get a nice insulated boot like that and a nice pair of like merino wool socks or something, I mean, you should be able to fish all day long and still be able to feel your toes at the end of the day. Yep. I think, I think clam and striker both have socks out on the market now and and boots. Yep. And and, you know, I'm sure that there's just regular, regular off-brand socks that are going to do just as good also and i mean if they wanted to send us some pairs to try out we definitely do that for them guy can never have too much socks i'll give it a shot and boots yep and boots and boots (laughs) and and you know you know as far as it goes both of our lists there just some general ideas there's a lot of other things out there and never forget gift cards yep yep i mean I know that some people, it's like, oh, but it's a gift card. I don't like giving a gift card as a gift. But believe me, I'm one of those that, if you don't know exactly what, just give me a gift card. Yeah, and I yeah. will be more than happy about that. I Are you the same way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 
And, and, you know, one thing with gift cards, if somebody does give me a gift card, I like to go back, you know, a month down the road after I've used that gift card and tell them, like, hey, this is what I bought yeah. with it. And yeah, then I show think, them what you yeah, that's I a think great that, idea. I think that that's, you know, I think people think that a gift card is, you know, maybe the easy way out. But I think if you actually go and, and show them, you know, like, yeah, I bought a new set of boots with that gift card. You know, I've been wearing them ice fishing. I love them. You know, thanks a lot then I think, you know, they can kind of put an item to, you know, where their money went. And, and I think it's easier for them to give you a gift card again next time. And, you know, Shields or any of these small bait shops, you know, they have gift cards. And, yep. and you know, these small small bait shops would be happy to sell you a gift card. Yeah, most places you go into, I mean, I think over at the lakes, you know, Iowa Great Lakes, you go over there to some of them bait shops. That I think I've seen a few of them on their Facebook saying, you know, we got gift cards, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, the big stores. And the nice thing about it, too, is a lot of them work online. Yep, yep, that's true. You know, I'm, I'm a Shields guy, but don't don't ever forget about the small bait shops, you know. Yeah, that, definitely. Those are, it's always good to, you know, support those small local businesses. Yep. Um, Matt, uh, comes a time, you know, we were, we were kind of talking you know, what we always talk of, uh, you know, when we're going to and from fishing, uh, and it seems like we've always got some crazy stories. You got any crazy stories, crazy fishing stories? That oh, I think any person that has ever been fishing has plenty of fishing stories. I mean, that's half of it. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, that that's almost stories. better than the fi- than the fish is. That's actually, you know, one of my ultimate things that I wish I could have done in my life is just to go out with my grandpa and his two brothers. And just sit in the boat and listen to their stories. Because I heard a lot of the stories outside of it, you know, outside of them fishing. But to be actually in there with them and sitting there and hear it yep. would have just, would have been unreal. Because, I mean, as much as we laugh hearing the stories outside of it, just to be there and be a part of one of them would have been something special. I went fishing with you and your dad that one time out on Silver Jig Lake. Jig and Joe. Jig and Joe. And, and Matt and Jig and Joe were going at it pretty good. <laughs> you know, that my, my dad's a pretty soft-spoken guy. He, he's not much of a joker and whatnot. And, you know, to see you two go at it was like, hey, are they, they well, going to get off this boat and still be friends? Or? <laughs> well, my dad's used to it, believe me. Oh, I know, believe it. Three, I rather than... three boys. <laughs> There's a reason that we call him Jig and Joe. Yep. Um, no, I guess, you know, one that kind of comes to mind is uh, this summer. You know, we were, my wife and I, my wife Emily and I, we were over at Spirit Lake and we were fishing and kind of wanted to, you and I were on a hot jig bite wrap earlier in the year on East and I was like, oh, let's go over to Spirit Lake and see how this works. And I figured, you know, maybe if we can get on them, she'd really enjoy doing that. So she'd never done it before. So I'm like, well, let's go give it a try. So we're out there on Spirit Lake, and it's a dead calm day. It is hot. I mean, there's nobody else out there. I guess that should have been one, you know, kind of one light bulb that went off. Like, hmm, maybe the bite's not that good. But then again, the stubbornness in me was kind of like, you know what? We're going to figure these fish out. Send it. So (laughs) we get out there, and we're going. And, you know, I'm in the back of the boat. She's in the front. Going along, it's kind of like, hey, I could tell she's getting a little frustrated that you know, we're not catching anything. And the weeds have kind of grown up on the bottom of the lake. So if you're jig wrapping, obviously, I mean, we had to find some sandier bottom or muddier bottom so that we weren't getting snagged up all the time. Yep. Well, you know, when, you, when you're jig wrapping, a lot of times you're letting it hit the bottom and you're ripping it up off there. And then when you go to rip it off, all of a sudden it's like, boom, there's a fish. And it's like, oh, okay. 
Well, she's going and going pretty soon. She set, she goes to rip up, and that rod just does not move. It just bends, and it's just like whoop, and it's like oh boy, it's like here we go. This is what we've been waiting Fish for. Fish on. That's what it was. It was ooh 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 up at the front of the boat because that's usually how she tells me she has fish on. <laughs> And I'm like, all right. I mean, I look up there and she's battling this thing. And it's just, it's taking line. It's doing this. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Not only does she have her first deer up on the wall before I do, now she's going to have her first walleye up on the wall before I do. You know, she's catching one to go up there. And she's fighting it in, fighting it. It didn't, it's not moving very much. It will come a little way. So, you know, then it starts to think, I'm like, okay, maybe she's got a big muskie on. Yep. You know, because there's some big ones in Spirit Lake. So I'm like, all right, you know, and she's getting tired, and she's just like, ah, oh, you know, oh, man. And she's battling it. I mean, I'm getting the net ready. Well, then it's starting to come up. I'm like, all right, here we go. It's tired up. We get it up to where we can see it, and it's just like, ooh, okay, it's it's big. It's definitely big, whatever it is. Yeah, she had snagged a carp, you know, about a, I mean, this thing had to be all of 40 pounds right underneath of the head. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's digging with the head shakes. And she's like, she's disappointed when we get it up that it's like, and I'm worried about the $5 jigging raft that's on there. I was like, don't break the line. <laughs> don't I need don't my jigger. lose that jigging raft. That's, you know, that's my favorite color. Don't lose it, you know. And so I got the net and I'm like, well, I figure I'll just net this thing. Well, about the time I go down there to net it, it takes off. And, I mean, we're talking wicked tuna here. I mean, there should have been a... You know, we had deep color. There, sh- <laughs> there, sh- there, sh- there should have been you know cameramen on the boat with us. You know how that old line and that pole go swinging around on that show, and it's like get out of the way of the line. Well, that line comes and it smacks me upside the head, knocks my hat off, knocks my expensive Costa Del Mar polarized sunglasses off my head. Well, Len pops out into the water. They go. So I'm not worried about the fish or anything anymore. I grab the, I have the net in my hand, and I go to scoop up my sunglasses and the lens i'm like i hope to god that they both go into the net and emily sees my glasses going and she's like oh no she drops the fishing pole into the bottom of the boat (laughs) and i go and i get the glasses scooped up and she's reaching out into the water trying to get them too and i turn and i look at the rod it's in the back of the boat over the transom just sitting there bent over just like boom 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 like going i'm like grab your rod grab your rod so we don't lose that too and so she grabs it and stuff and we end up battling it and getting into the into the boat but when we got it done it was just like she was done i'm done she <laughs> says i'm done the white flag came out she threw it in she's like nope it was it was pretty wild i mean there for 30 seconds in the boat it got real <laughs> real wild i mean you look at like i said you watch some of them tv shows i was waiting for bon jovi to start playing you know deadliest <laughs> catch you know wanted dead or alive in the back i was like here we are out there in the bering sea you know oh yeah man overboard yeah so oh, that's that, a good one that was pretty that was a pretty good one a recent one as far as that goes yeah what about you what do you got as far as some wild stories well i you know i uh i've not done a ton of open water fishing uh, just in the last couple of years with you. But uh, I would say it was probably four or five years ago. And I'm trying to think if it was um, trying to think if it was winter games weekend up at Okaboji. But me and Eric were out on Miller's Bay. And uh, for those of you that don't know Miller's Bay, uh, it's probably a half mile by half mile bay in West Lake Okaboji. And then in the bay 
is is Little Miller's, and there's a big long rock point that comes out, and that's probably eighth of a mile by eighth of a mile. Maybe I I don't really know what it would be in there, but uh, right at the end of that big rock point is always uh, there. Always seems to be open water. Yeah, there. it's notorious for. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, like I said, you know, I think that this was a little bit later in the year and it had finally kind of froze over there. And uh, me and Eric are out on out there fishing uh, and, you know, kind of paying attention down our holes, paying attention to our Vexlars, whatever. And all of a sudden, just loud, kaboom! And the water came squirting out of our holes and whatever. And it was like, holy smokes, what in the world just happened? And uh, so we rip the Velcros down on our windows, and we look out, and there is a Ford excursion that went through the ice right out there on the end of that. Oh, wow. Yep, right out there on the end of it. And, uh, you know, it felt like, I I don't know how long it was, but people were bailing out of the windows or whatever. And, you know, yeah, there there was nothing that we could do. They got everyone, you know, everyone was out, whatever. But yeah, we, we stayed, and I don't think it's super deep there, maybe four foot or something, you know, enough that they could crawl out the windows. They couldn't get their doors open. But uh, yeah, that was, that was really something I, you know, you hear about it, you see pictures of it, but you know, to actually actually see it when it happened, it was, that was, that was really something. And I just, I'll never forget how loud it was, you know, and Miller's Bay can be a loud place with the, with the augers going and, you know, people driving around, snowmobiles, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, God, it was so loud. And like I said, the water came shooting out of the hole. You knew something was up. And well, it almost had to make you feel for a second like you might be going yeah. with the water coming yep. up out of your hole. Yeah, we were probably, I don't know, I would say 30 yards away from it. And, uh, you know, we've we've had good bluegill action right in that spot. And I don't remember that particular day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we know walk there, you know, don't <laughs> yeah. go out on well, the... Well, there's spots over there at Miller's Bay that you know that it's like, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. There's like some springs or something in there. Yeah, I think I think there. I think you know that lake is spring fed, and I got a feeling that's one of them right there. And I mean, it always seems like there's open water there, and you know you can you can get fairly close to that open water, but yeah, don't not not with a car you can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, might want to avoid that. I mean, if if not a good way to drill a hole. Yep, <laughs> I had I had never seen. Uh, that pontoon deal that they come out with that's pretty neat to watch the water recovery like come out there and get those things it's a horseshoe looking pontoon with a bunch of winches and all sorts of stuff on there and yeah they they you know drive right around that car and they you know i i don't know exactly where they hooked onto i don't remember if they had divers or or if they could do it from the side but yeah, they started cranking, and slowly but surely, that Ford Excursion, I think it was probably a diesel, but, yeah, came slowly coming out of there, and they rolled it away from the hole, and that was that. Was that. But, yeah, that wow. that's one of those deals that I'll, I'll probably never forget. That was, you know, I'm glad everyone was okay. That's, you know, that's number one. But looking back on it, that was that was pretty wild. Yeah, it, yeah. you're not going to get much more wild than that than seeing a vehicle go through, like. Yep. But. Well, yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, we're getting there. I mean, keep giving us feedback, guys. We like it. I mean, like Scott said earlier, as far as the microphones went last week, hopefully this week we got it changed and everything. Uh, We're getting a lot of people that are commenting on this podcast, so it's pretty cool to starting to see our following. 
I mean, our Facebook likes are getting up there. Uh, what are we all? We're all on iTunes, SoundCloud. iTunes, SoundCloud. YouTube. Google Play Music YouTube. and YouTube. So, That's our four outlets. And, yeah, I mean, subscribe, you know, like them, share them, you if, know. If you guys, I mean, ever have any, I mean, we had somebody message us a report the other day. Or today was it? Yeah, somebody yep. was talking about how Big Stone, Big Stone Lake up there yep, by twelve feet of water, uh, doing good on perch and yeah, I mean giving us some reports. So never be afraid to, you know, send us message us on Facebook about those things. If you know us personally, have our phone numbers, you know, shoot us a text message, something like that. I mean we're always looking for those tips, uh, whether it go for fishing reports or just maybe how we can improve this. Maybe some things that some topics that you guys have out there that maybe we could cover or questions that you have for us that we could answer while we're doing one of these too yep we did get a message uh for a for a topic on one of the upcoming shows uh from our friend luke luke we didn't forget about it uh just won't be today's episode uh maybe next week's or or you know the week after that but yeah if, if you've got something that you want to hear us talk about you know tell us what you do like what you don't like you know yeah i that's that's how we're gonna improve this thing. I mean, help from you guys, and we'll just keep working at it. Uh, getting our getting here close to Christmas and everything like that. We hope everybody, you know, has a safe and happy holiday seasons here coming up. Uh, getting out on the ice. Uh, Stay on the top side. Yeah, definitely. Don't be going through. Don't be bringing any Ford excursions out there. It sounds like, <laughs> especially in Miller's Bay early on. Not yet. But it is nice that you know. Okaboji Spirit Lake and all those lakes are starting to ice up pretty good now. And yep. there's been people out there, you know, there's still some spot. Obviously, guys, it's not go out there, let's go full bore. I mean, you still got to be cautious down here. Up north, they're starting to get a lot of ice where people are actually starting to drive on some of the lakes up there. We're just starting to finally get some walkable ice out here. So yep. just, you know, keep caution down here. Uh, get out there. The bite is hot. I mean, yeah get out yep. on the ice get some kids out there this winter too yep yeah as far as iowa i think clear lake is still doing good yep. get over to clear lake if if you're in iowa and you don't want to uh go out of the state to fish you know if if you if you want you know thicker ice clear lake i'm, I'm sure that there's some other spots around you know if, if you're willing to walk and you're not afraid of three inches of ice you know there's going to be some spots on okaboji otherwise if you're willing to go out of state Travel north, Minnesota, South Dakota, yeah, North Dakota, there. I think know. we talked about maybe making a South Dakota run this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I got some friends going up to Big Stone, so maybe that's in the, in the, or one of the options also. But Yeah, we'll definitely try to get out there and hopefully be able to bring you guys a report from ourselves here finally. on the next one. Yeah, finally. You know, I'm getting kind of, oh, I think we're both kind of getting tired of, you know, looking at Ramsey and listening yeah. to his stories about all the fish that he is going to catch this winter and everything like that compared to us so first first time out i'm going to beat him down i'm yeah. going to beat him down and i'm going to send him a snapchat of every single fish maybe we just won't invite him to go fishing with us and then we'll just go fishing and every point we catch we'll just send him a picture of it that's the plan that's the plan sorry ramsey sorry ramsey if you're hearing this we're fishing yeah <laughs> Our phones weren't on. Sorry. Yeah, we never got that text message from you. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, guys. See you around.